We did it. I still can't believe we got this project done so fast and so well. When I'm in New York. I'm in Chicago. And I'm in L.A. But we're making it happen in Miro. Together. Our best work just happens faster on Miro's collaborative online whiteboard. No more scheduling meeting after meeting for work that could happen from anywhere. Whether it's getting design feedback here, mapping timelines here, or brainstorming next steps here. It all just happens on the Miro board. Exactly. And it's nice not having to wait an entire day to get sign off from this guy. Hey! Well, it is true. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com. The first three boards are free forever. That's M I R O.com. Hi, everyone. Rich here with Pete alongside me as always. And we've got another Boys in the Band podcast episode coming right up. But we've just been tucking into a few beers from our sponsors, Beer 52. And we want to let you know about a special deal we've got for you guys as listeners to our podcast. Yeah, that's right. And if you fancy a free case of eight craft beers from Beer 52, just go to beer52.com forward slash band. All you have to do is cover the postage costs of $5.95. That gets you signed up to their beer club, the largest in the world with over 150,000 active members. And each month you send a case with a different theme, as well as a magazine and a snack. You can, of course, pause or cancel at any time, but it's well worth trying out. Yeah, definitely. Really enjoyable beers. I can highly recommend it. I've been enjoying the, the Buxton Brewery IPA this week. Oh, yeah. Very nice, Rich. Uh, 6.8% though. Strong stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> that's <laughs> why you stuff. like it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was on the uh, bigger boat, uh, the uh, Hazy Pale from Vocation Brewery. Uh, nice yeah, and yeah. fruity. Not quite as strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit, a bit too heavy for you, that one, mate. Lightweight. But, uh, head on over to beer52.com forward slash band. That's B-A-N-D for your free case of beers. But for now, kick back and enjoy this next pod. Hello, Pete and Rich here, back with another bonus episode of the Boys in the Band podcast and another Minorities number one entry. Yep, Joseph Costello from the Tunics takes on the challenge this week. As you'll know, if you've listened to Saturday's podcast with him, Joseph and the band were inspired by plenty of other bands around that time and spoke about some of their influences from that noughties era. But what did he nominate as his favourite album of the 2000s? Let's find out. Okay, Joe, so we've got to get your noughties number one album. Yeah, which one have you picked? Uh, yeah, well, this is, this is Up the Bracket by the Libertines. Good shout, good yeah. shout. Tell us about it. Why do you love it? Well, I mean, it, the story goes back, actually, to when I was about 12 or 13 years old. I was watching um, coverage of the NME Awards was at home, Saturday night, nothing to do. And uh, the band, that there was a, the gong, or whatever you want to call it, for Best New Band. And there was this band called The Libertines. I'd never heard of them, never heard any of their music. And, but they walked onto the stage... Um, and I remember Carburat walking to the front of the stage and spitting his cigarette out into the crowd. And I thought, this band are going to have a very <laughs> powerful effect on my life from this day <laughs> forward. And I don't care if they're rubbish because they're, they look, they're, there's something about these guys. And I just knew it from that second that they were going to have a very significant role in my life. So uh, then my brother was, was uh, he's about four years older used to uh, help us put gigs on and that type of thing and was really into indie music. And he brought back the CD uh, with some mates or whatever and had bought it in HMV. 
Uh, and so I would just nick it off him, basically. That's how I got listening to it. And so, like, and the f- uh, it's although um, the first two songs, Vertigo and Death on the Stairs, very beautiful. The thing that I've got the the, the big memory for me was the shock and awe of hearing the first chords of Horror Show, <laughs> where there it's almost as if there are about twelve guitars playing at once, all on eleven, and your your head is 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 going to explode. I was just so excited by that. And then uh, this was in the days when you used to be able to actually, you know, open up sleeve notes. And so reading through the sleeve notes, reading the, 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 the lyrics, the content of the lyrics, as, as I said previously about London, especially during the Britpop era, uh, being sort of uh, advertised in a way as, as a, as a Richard Curtis film where this is lots of really beautiful, rich people kind of cavort together around sort of Soho and everything's great. And then you've got this band that for finally we're talking about a London that was crack dens and prostitute, you know, just all like actually and not glamorizing it, but just, but just writing about the experiences as they are. And I was, even though I was a t- just a young teenager at the time, I was really touched by that, moved by that. Um, and then you you get into the the demos and everything they were doing on top of that. It's like this crazy juxtaposition between this sort of Wildean poetry mixed with just the most exciting punk music that uh, that really this country had produced since the Clash. Um, for me. That album, not only is the best album of that decade, I I would strongly say it's one of the best albums of any decade. So I've got a lot to say about that album. (laughs) (laughs) High praise indeed. Um, Did you manage to catch them live? Uh, Yes, luckily I saw the Libertines at Brixton Academy in 2004. It was just before they split up and it was a pretty wild experience. Pete Doherty and Carl had, had got into a fight on stage. Pete had, had run off the stage. He'd come back on. He'd slashed his chest. The, the, it was chaotic beyond belief. But, um, and it, but in a weird way, it was a, a little slice of history, really, because those are the, the, there are a few gigs that they mention as being some of the most sort of tumultuous, and that is one of them. And I've never seen the Libertines before or since. Um, but I was, I felt so privileged when they'd split up because it looked for a long time like they never would get back together. But at least I got to see this one gig. I'm pretty sure it's the first night I ever got drunk as well, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, so that, that was quite cool. And I think my brother bought, I was there with my older brother, the same guy that I used to steal the CD off. He kind of said, do you want to come with me and my mates? We'll go and see this band. So, you know, and, and so all of this essentially, all of the band... The songwriting, the the, the 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 getting drunk that night—it's all my brother Sean's fault. <laughs> um, so yeah, that so got to see him once. Saw Pete Doherty live a lot, Baby Shambles, that type of thing. But um, yeah, felt very privileged. Yeah, great live band. Uh, obviously, that was one of the iconic nights, wasn't it? But um, you mentioned horror show there, and immediately as soon as you said that, I can sort of you know picture that as as an opener at some of the times that I saw them, particularly one at the Forum. Kentish Town Forum, I remember that being the opener, and it's just an electric way to start a gig. It's, it's not very long, is it? Just a couple of minutes long, but it's a real thrash, and um, 
yeah, but there's a bit of a mix on that on that album, really, isn't there? Between those sort of songs, that sort of intense, sort of um, real pace to those songs, but then you've got sort of a bit more considered songs. Obviously, Radio America then is a complete outlier as well, much much slower one. Yeah, I think that Tell the King, in its own way, Death on the Stairs as well feels very sort of ballady, you know, especially with Pete's parts come in. There's a real vulnerability to the way he uh, delivers the vocal. Mm. Actually, it makes you realise he's got some pipes on him. He can sing, you know, like he's a... Um, so I think they're a very, uh, they're, they're a very varied band in what they offered, you know, like, yeah, Radio America. I love that song. Like, it's, it's such a beautiful, you know, it somehow feels like a, some out of sort of 50s musical or something you know it's got a real different feel and then uh the act the, the title track up the bracket which was the first song i ever heard of theirs um it's just interesting now i live in i'm not actually that far into east london i live near valance road that they sing about in that song and i remember walking by and thinking it's <laughs> such a weird kind of um you know full circle thing so yeah, so, I, I, yeah, I think it, for those that maybe don't know the Libertines so well, that I think w- what you speak to there is, is, is the thing I would definitely say about them so much is that they are very underrated for how varied they are in terms of the, 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 the genres of music that they're actually able to, to, to put out. It's clearly an album you've got a lot of affection for, Joe, but can you pick out one song, your favourite song on the album? Ooh, uh, yeah, I would... Pro- if, I, if, I, if I could only hear one song out of that album and, and nothing else again, it would. Pro- I'd say Death on the Stairs. Uh, yeah, that would be it. Excellent choice. What would you go for, Rich? Um, what would I go for? Well... I suppose I better go for boys in the band. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember them. I do remember them playing that live actually at the the gig I went to see. And uh, oh god, that is a tune, isn't it? That has to be said. But you can't have them all, can you? Mm-hmm. No, you can't. <laughs> no, exactly. Go on, Pete. Your turn. You got you got one. That... Oh, I think I think I think for me, "Time for Heroes" I think is the the best pop song on there. And uh, I like a good pop song, so I'm gonna go for that one. I was always uh, so furious that What a Waste I wasn't on it. That's probably yeah. one of my favourites. Yes, the, um, you mentioned the B-sides earlier there, Joe, and um, yeah, the Delaney's not on there either, which was another... Mm. Before that album came out, I was really into that one, and it was like, oh, where, where is, where is this song? <laughs> and on the, on the back of the album, they cross out Breck Road Lover, and I mm. don't think I ever heard that song. Or maybe I did hear it, but it always used to freak me out. I used to think, like, why did they get rid of that one? What What... <laughs> What happened in that in that particular <laughs> event that that meant they got rid of that? But uh, yeah, because some people had like a Dulux or Dulux or Dilux uh, a version that had What a Waster on it. I think yeah, you've yeah. got the you've got the wrong album, man. Like yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so there we have it up the bracket by the Libertines, a popular shout from Joe. Uh, certainly one of our favourites too. Uh, one that Dino from the Rifles previously picked out, and of course we went into some depth with it with Gary Powell on our recent Libertines episode as well. Yeah, great album, this one. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, picked out some favourite songs on there, didn't we, as well? But yeah. you know, we could have spent a good time just moment. Well, maybe this is another bonus podcast in the future, <laughs> Rich, just going through song by song with that album because, uh, yeah, it's obviously a really important album to us, one with, that we loved, and it sounds like it's an important album for a lot of the musicians that we speak to as well. Yeah, just an absolute classic album. 18 years old now. 
Uh, but I think, think it felt like a classic uh, almost instantaneously. So many good songs on there. We talked about some of our favourites. As I say, we could probably list, list all of them, but I've got to give a special mention to a particular favourite moment of the album, and that's that, that opening sort of screech and yelp on <laughs> Up the Bracket. I just love that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Something like that, right? Oh, very good impression. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Very good, mate. Yeah, I was. Um, I once went to a, a signing where Pete was. Uh, this is after. Uh, do you remember for lovers? You know that song he did. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, Wolfman. Wolfman was it? Wolfman. Wolfman yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to a HMV and queued up for hours. Waited for hours. He turned up late, uh, which is uh, a bit of a trademark move. But um, yeah, eventually, like, further down the queue, you could see him signing stuff, and then you heard that that noise, and uh, turned out someone was getting him to uh, say it and they were recording it as their ringtone um, which would have been quite interesting every time you get a text that that going off uh, classic, yeah, classic like that. noise <laughs> classic noise absolutely I need to get that as my message tone I reckon um, <laughs> well people yeah, will already be downloading your version now really, yeah. and, uh, recording <laughs> oh, yeah. that off the podcast yeah. no, no, I think we'll probably have to edit that one out I think <laughs> um, <laughs> but also like something else that I just keep thinking of every time we ask our guests about their uh, best recent gig obviously we're going further and further into the past now with a uh, live music it seems to be a distant memory but actually pete and carl was probably one of my last gigs before lockdown it's september i mean i think i probably went to a couple more after that it's definitely one that sticks most in the memory uh, they did a couple of nights at the hackney empire with a thousand and one candles so they lit the stage with a thousand and one candles and did a really stripped back set uh, loads of classics bit of a mixture of dirty pretty things and baby shamble stuff in there too but yeah, absolutely incredible gig. Seeing those two back on stage, really, you know, with that, that bond that we spoke about with, with Gary was just so evident to see on stage. Uh, incredible night and um, really good gig. So, um, yeah, really good gig. I remember seeing your photos on Instagram and Facebook and uh, hearing you tell me all about it. And I, I kept checking back from my WhatsApp. So I hadn't noticed the invite to it, but I must have missed that along the way. But yeah, shame, shame, really, because... I wish I'd seen that message because I'd love to have gone to that gig. That, that was awesome. Yeah, one of those mates that uh, you know, big big brother Gallagher got me on got me on there. So uh... <laughs> big brother Gallagher and his uh, his way of getting tickets to any sort of must go to shows. This Indeed. is the trait of the Gallagher brothers. Not not the Noel and Liam Gallagher brothers, but the but Rich and Steve who. Uh, yeah, we'll be at any sort of solo Noel Gallagher show that's secretly announced. Yeah, he's definitely got a knack of getting some good tickets. Uh, so shout out to Steve on this one. Um, hopefully we'll get back gigging soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, keeping our fingers crossed that hopefully those gigs aren't too far away now. But um, good stuff. I, will. I hope you enjoyed uh, the bonus podcast. Hope you enjoyed uh, the longer chat we did with uh, Joe from the Tunics. Really interesting stories we mentioned ahead of that last one. Um, so make sure you're subscribed and across our social media channels and keep your eyes and ears peeled for our next Boys in the Band podcast episode coming to you soon. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today.